Good morning, everybody, uh, and welcome to the. Let me get my script here. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous Division for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F, and I'm a recovered uh, compulsive overeater. Today's date is Friday, June the nineteenth, two thousand and twenty. Today we're reading from the Big Book. And we're at pay, on page 163, the third paragraph uh, that begins, uh, our friend proceeded to tell him. We're going to read one paragraph. Uh, today's readers are uh, for the 12 steps, Tenzin P, for the 12 traditions, Tanya G, the readers of the big book, Susan H, Darlene H, and Katie G, and uh, the newcomer greeters, Mary Beth S, and the Host for the second hour will be Nancy P. Uh, the reference numbers for yesterday, uh, which is June 18th, for the uh, 7 a.m. Eastern meeting is 14,832, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 14,833. Um, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're, uh, we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that's to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Tenzin P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. It's Tenzin P. checking in from New York. Uh, here are the steps we took which I suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 
10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. All right. Thank you. Next, I'm going to ask Katie G. to read the 12 traditions, please. Good morning, Craig. Thanks for your service. Katie G. recovered in Boston. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Hence, the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for your service, and I pass. All right. Thank you, Katie, for stepping up and doing such a good job. Um, Okay. And how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute, Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book uh, on page 163, 
the third paragraph, uh, which begins, our friend proceeded to tell him, doing one paragraph. I'm, I'm now going to ask uh, Susan H. to begin reading. Susan? Good morning, Craig. This is Susan H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio and grateful to be here. Our friend proceeded to tell him, and with such good effect that the doctor agreed to test among his patients, to attest among his patients and certain other alcoholics from a clinic which he attends. Arrangements were also made with the chief psychiatrist of a large public hospital to select still others from the stream of misery which flows through that institution. Um, I read this and I kind of figured out ahead in the week what uh, what paragraph we would be at. And I thought, oh, I got nothing. I got nothing here. But I've done that before. Um, and there is always something for me to gain by studying this book. It so happens that I had a doctor's appointment this week. And I guess I was more concerned with my uh, my condition than I was with uh, spreading the word. But at the last minute, it, it occurred to me to grab a pamphlet to take along and, and bring in there. And I did. And in my eyes, that's kind of a meager um, offering. But she did look at it, and she did pay attention. So that's a good thing. But then I got to study this paragraph. And this man's um, sharing with his doctor, with his psychiatrist, with, with what was going on that changed him. And I got to, you know, give her a brief sentence about what has gone on that changed me. So now that I've studied it, I see why I needed to study and consider this paragraph. And that is why big book study is so important to me. It is my higher power showing me my possibility. My higher power every day is showing me the next right thing. I paused and the next right thing is to keep studying and to keep listening and to keep sharing what I learned. So I'm so grateful to have a higher power that is willing to show me again and again what my next step is to be. Uh, and I think I've run out of things to say, so I'm going to pass. All right. Uh... Thank you very much. Okay, in a minute we're going to take uh, names for people to share. I'm going to uh, we we ask you that if you've shared in the last couple of days, that we we uh, we we value your experience and we value your your input. But in order to give everybody a chance to share, we ask you to hold back and and uh, and and give everybody give other people a chance. If you've shared. In the last two days, that's Wednesday, Thursday, um, uh, on either meeting. Um, so, uh, with that being said, slowly and gently, on who would who would like to share uh, on this paragraph? Tina S. I got Tina S. Teresa P. 
Teresa P. B. Irene B. Uh, Eileen or Irene? Irene. All right, Irene B. Judith R. Judith R. Can I get a couple more? ACH. Who who H? Stacy? Stacy H. All right. Okay. Well, let's go with those five. Uh, uh, Tina, Tina S, you're first. Thanks so much, Craig. Tina S, Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. And, uh, you know, I'm so on board with the woman who... uh, you know, started off sharing, you know, I read that and I thought, you know, what really do I have to say about that? You know, what I have to say about that is that's the good news, you know, that initially there was a psychiatrist who was dumbfounded, had no solution for our uh, disease, and he was looking for anybody to tell how they came, came out from under, you know, and, um, and that's what happens in life today, you know, that the doctor agreed to test patients, you know, to see if this thing worked, you know, and arrangements were made, you know, so that this stuff did happen for us. And today, you know, it talks about um, to, uh, to select still others from the stream of misery, which flows through that institution because of the disease of alcoholism or food addiction, compulsive eating. And today that that misery still flows through the world, you know, and I see that in, in everyday life, you know, I I attend a lot of meetings and I I have the opportunity now to attend much more um, through zoom, you know, and, you know, this is who I am, you know, I'm also a member of another 12 step program. So I have that opportunity to, you know, really let people know who I am and what I am doing today so that I am no longer that same person I was many years ago, you know, and, um, and through that, me sharing my experience, strength, and hope, I've had the opportunity to help people, you know, not only just compulsive eaters, but people coming from other 12-step programs that, you know, the core addiction, which is my story, was food from an early age, and then booze became the diet, you know, and I've had that opportunity, and I, got, and I, I may have shared this, but I had the opportunity to pick up a new sponsee coming from another program, who's, you know, first time she really has come to Overeaters Anonymous, and she is on fire, you know, uh, and, you know, for, through her own experience through the 12 steps, she knows that this too will work in her life. And that makes me be on fire again, renewed hope that one day at a time, if I do this deal, I will get the benefits. And that is a spiritual awakening, and, and which allows me to tap into a power greater than myself, which keeps me free one day at a time. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Tina. Next, we have Teresa P., Hi, I'm Teresa P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm always amazed at how, you know, God works. I think one way and then something else happens. I was, you know, listening to the, started listening to the reading and then my phone just, there was no sound coming out. I thought, wow. And so I got to redial back in and I never heard the reading except for the part that said a friend proceeded to tell. I didn't know who he told or what. 
what I get to do is go, where am I at? And what did I see? What did I feel? Stay in reality. And so I get to remember that I'm in the big book and that, you know, God is in charge and handles everything, however it happens. And so my part is just to, we're talking about sharing it with, you know, I get to share my program. I actually, I get to share, I get to, for once in my life, I get to be me and share what it really is. And I remember going into doctor's offices and, and I couldn't tell them what was wrong. You know, I went to the doctor and, you know, help me, but I could hardly even tell them where it hurt. And then, then I would lie. Um, you know, I thought I, I tried to get certain results out of doctors and, you know, and it's just so crazy how I, you know, try to do my medical care. And, and then I would, you know, the doctor would tell me, well, you know, just, you know, eat less. And I'd want to punch him out. So what I get to do today is share more of me. And I have been able, just actually getting into vision. I've actually been able to do that and say, you know, I, I've given letters to my doctor writing out, you know, I am a compulsive overeater because I had digestive problems. And, you know, and, and, you know, this is what I am and this is what I do. And and I've given it to several doctors now, you know. Oh, that's what I can do. It's just what I can do. I can't make them send me people. I can't make them. Actually, I never told them I'd be willing to take people, but I get to be willing to do that now. God reveals his plan to be one step at a time as long as I, you know, keep coming back and keep listening to what uh, the big book is telling me and what, uh, other people share because that is how God talks to me. It's not how I think it's going to be. Every day I get up and turn my life and will over to God, and then you know it's back in. Okay, what do I need to do? You know, and I get to remember what happens. What happens? And so I did get a call yesterday from somebody uh, that was in program, and you know, and what I got to do is just take the call and uh, be there. And then I got other people called. But, you know, life happened, and I couldn't take those calls. And so I just get to call them back today and, you know, just tell the truth the best I can about myself and, you know, and just keep doing it one day at a time. And that's that's what life is. And for today, I'm deciding to have a great rest of the day. I hope you do, and I will pass. Thank you for letting me share. Well, thank you for sharing. Okay, next up we have Irene B. Irene? Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I am Irene B., a gratefully recovering bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I think this paragraph uh, depicts a beautiful situation. Here was the psychiatrist who had been working with alcoholics and there was no solution to the problem. And then all of a sudden, he, was, he had an open mind. He had let go of his preconceived notions and he saw that this man had come up with a solution and he was excited and eager to, to, to apply it to, you know, to other people. And, and here we have this amazing program of recovery. And this man knew how hopeless the situation was. And he had a solution for the hopeless of the hopeless of the hopeless. 
And that's each and every one of us at the beginning. And even today, even when, when, when we're in recovery, without God, without this program, we're still that hopeless person who didn't have an answer from within that our power comes from God. It comes from this program. And what a beautiful thing that this medical doctor had an open mind to the solution and that we get to benefit. When he said he was going to go looking for people to try it on, I saw myself as a hopeless and raising my hand, me, 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 take me, work on me, work on me, help me, you know? And, um, I just have to say that being a a compulsive overeater since age six and bulimic since age 18, there was no hope for me. And for inpatient, for outpatient treatment centers, over 35 therapists, over a million dollars worth of therapy, and I couldn't be fixed until God did this miracle. And then I had heard that AA worked for alcoholics. So that was a miracle. And it's like, you know, if AA works for alcoholics, you know, the 12 steps have got to work for bulimics too. And that's how I started because from what I understood, OA was not for bulimics. So I didn't have a self-step program. So it's like I know I couldn't go in and pretend to be an alcoholic because i that's not an issue for me, not at all. But what I'm saying is that by the grace of God in this program and by the power that he gives me, I have neutrality with the food. Uh, for the most part, you know, I don't binge and purge, and that's my recovery. That's my definition of recovery. I don't binge and purge. I'm good. But um, but I still have extreme life difficulties. I, um, you know, I, I'm just going to say that unresolved trauma is not just water under the bridge. And in the big book, it says to let go of all preconceived notions. And one of my preconceived notions was that unresolved trauma was water under the bridge, that it didn't matter. Well, um, it does. So I'm just thankful all right. for all the 12-step programs, and and here we are, and we can take advantage of this. What a gift. And I pass. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Irene. Next up, we have Judith R. Judith? Hi, Craig. Good morning, everybody. Judith R. Gracefully recovered in Brattleboro, Vermont. Um, I'll never forget the joy I felt the times that Leah shared about doctors coming to their meeting in Minnesota back in the day. And it just inspired me so much to think of doctors actually coming to our meetings, being impressed enough by what they were seeing in their patients. They would, they would try to check us out. So I've been trying to do that for years. Um, whenever I go to a doctor, I try to take um, the courier, which is our professional community um, four-page leaflet, and then there's also a um, a pamphlet called "When Should I Refer Someone to Overeaters Anonymous?" It's to members of the helping professions. Um, my own doctor has been putting up uh, 
a thing I made that has vision for you phone numbers on it for years. And usually nobody takes any of the little, nobody picks off the little numbers from it. Lately, um, they have been disappearing. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, no one has called me yet, but I, I'm going to keep doing this. I, I just think it's very important. So the courier is, um, sometimes it's hard to find on the OA.org um, website. So just now I put in uh, Courier OA or OA Courier, and I went right to it. And you can, um, you can make copies of it. Um, it says you are welcome to duplicate and distribute the courier without written permission from Overeaters Anonymous Incorporated. I, my favorite one starts, has the first page of called The Doctor as Patient. And um, this guy from Johns Hopkins is saying, how did it come to this? I've been gaining 30 to 60 pounds a year, and I'm a physician, and I can't stop eating. And it's a beautiful um, one. I can't find that on the OA website. I have made a bunch of copies of it, so if anybody wants to um, email me or call me, I'll uh, send you a copy of it. But I just I hope that we will um, get more and more active in trying to spread the word. I know that in the past I used to feel so sad that people in OA just, you know, we would take and take and take from OA, but we wouldn't give back. And now that we have so much recovery in um, the healthy OA meetings, I feel like there's a chance. Because now we have the time, we take the time to do it. I, I, had, I went to a heart doctor, and he had never even heard of OA. A heart doctor, the ones who need us should know about us the most. So um, if anybody else has experience with this, I'd love to. Um, I've been part of PI um, um, groups and um, let's see, that's public information. And then there's um, there's also another one for um, for professionals, health professionals. Um, but I'd be inspired if anybody else wants to get in touch with me about how, what they've been doing in this regard. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, guys. Okay, thank you, Judith. Uh, next up, we have Stacy H. Stacy. Hi, this is Stacy H. I'm calling from Virginia. And good morning. I um, the part this morning when it said the doctor agreed to a test among his patients. You know, he was going to test it out. He was going to see if it would work for them. And that's exactly how I felt when I started listening to Vision in September. Um, I had been in OA close to 30 years. Um, work, you know, going to meetings weekly, working with sponsors. Um, and I was also in relapse and had gained back every single pound I had lost um, at this point um, and miserable. And I just looked at this like, I'm just going to test this. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm just going to do what I'm told. You know, my sponsor would tell me to do something and I would do it. And I didn't know if I believed in it. I didn't know if it would work, but I thought I would just test it. Um, same thing with a higher power sometimes, you know, don't know um, if there's anybody out there, but I just keep testing it. I keep listening. I keep doing what others are doing. I keep um, following directions and, you know, the results have been recovery. And, you know, when he talks about selecting others from, you know, the stream of misery, I certainly was miserable 
you know, when I called into this meeting, I was miserable. I was, um, you know, I just had to keep, you know, buying bigger and bigger pants and my clothes in my closet didn't fit. And um, I was so physically uncomfortable and emotionally um, a, a total mess. I mean, I was in misery and thankfully I'm not there today and really grateful, you know, that I was willing to just test this out and see if it would work for me. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, we're going to open the floor back up to take more names. So if you haven't shared in the last couple of days and you'd like to, uh, like to share, uh, please give me your name. Linda R. Okay. Got you, Linda. Next. Loretta H. Loretta. Next. You're really easy on me today. Jolene D. Give me that name again, Jolene. Yeah, like Dolly Parton. (laughs) Okay, Jolene, Jolene. Thank you. Uh Next. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and do these three. Linda R. Thank you. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Thank you so much, Craig. Thanks for your service. Linda R. Recovered in South Florida. I'm so grateful to the program and to the fellowship. And this, these paragraphs really talk to me about, you know, attraction, not promotion. And this program for me has been a spiral effect. So when I go into the community like, for example, visiting professionals and doctors, you know, and I, like, I recently went to a doctor and during the pandemic and I got weighed and she did my blood pressure. And then she saw, she said to me, and this woman had a, she had a weight loss problem. This was the nurse. And she said to me, I can't believe that you are down, you know, in weight, you know, she goes, and she goes, how do you do it? You know, during this time, you know, she was talking about her own behaviors during the time with food. And so like when I went there, I didn't say a word. It was just like attraction, not promotion. And I also believe that in the program, my service level had to shift over the years. And I'm on the intergroup level. You know, I did a lot of world service and I don't say that with ego. I'm doing this to spread the message in the community with professional doctors who really, you know, in, in the doctors that I have gone to, most of them do not have the awareness about 12-step program recovery. So I really, you know, one of the committees that I serve on is PIPO, which is professional outreach in the communities and doing health fairs, you know, dropping pamphlets off at hospitals, treatment centers, all different types of facilities that are working either 12 steps or that don't work 12 steps, but that, you know, need to be aware. So that's, you know, what I got from this paragraph, that we need to be, as a fellowship, mindful of sharing the message but not pushing the message message more of just being instruments of god so that when we go out there it's like the core with the core so thanks for allowing me to share 
Okay. Uh, thank you, Linda. Next up, we have Loretta H. Loretta? Good morning, Craig, and good morning, my healthy fellow travelers. This is Loretta H., compulsive overeater, anorexic, graced with God's absence for today. And um, one of my favorite, favorite passages in the big book, in fact, when I did my first qualification in 2001, I used this because it's my story. Cling to the thought that in God's hands, that dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. And that is what this program has done for me and what my God has done for me, what my sponsor has done for me. I just I avert misery for others. And um, it is a program of attraction. It is. I my first sponsor was a dietitian. God brought her into my life. Um, I have been in God's grace with abstinence for 19 plus years, and I just recently I've done the steps several times, but I just recently redid the steps with a visionary, and I actually why I was attracted to her was my food problem has been given to God and he he has taken that away but i wanted serenity a sober serenity and with working the steps again through vision i have actually been able to do that to get authentic serenity and it's only because of the attraction of this program it's because of this meeting it's because I work the steps it's because of my God and um, I don't think I could have gotten through this period of with the COVID and all the um, discourse without having just done this new step study in March and I, I think I was done the day of the COVID and my darkest past and my journey through the steps have averted misery for myself and others. And because yesterday I was able to take a fifth step, and that's such an honor because I can get compassion for somebody else, and then I can also seek compassion for myself. And so um, I always, the St. Francis prayer, in dying one finds, and with God's grace today, in dying, I found you guys. And in dying, I am um, awakened. So thank you. And I pass. And please be safe today. And have a great day. Great. Thank you very much, Loretta. Next we have Jolene. Hi, everyone. Jolene D. Recovered in upstate sunny New York. Um Really appreciate listening to everyone. And like most people, when I read this paragraph, I was like, that's nice. It didn't, nothing resonated immediately. And typically when I hear other shares, it's kind of like a revelation. It shines a light on it. And then I see it and then I hear it, which is really the whole purpose of all of this, of the book, of all of us. You know, and, and when I was hearing the one woman talk about the pamphlets that she brings to the doctor, I was sitting here grinning for so many years, we hear 
different doctors say different things because they're sharing their knowledge based on their belief system. And while some people can appreciate that, I've learned to become triggered by it because no one knows what my problem is. And I didn't even know what my problem was. You know, my problem um, wasn't the food. That was the obsession of the mind and the allergy of the body. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. And and some would say, I remember uh, one doctor telling me I was hovering right at the 160 point, which to me was good. I felt healthy and strong. And she said, if you look at this BMI chart, you're considered overweight. And I remember how that just sent me. Because if she knew what I was going through or understood it, it would be a different conversation. But the only way to change that conversation is to um, remind people of, of this option or, or the gentler way, you know, the softer way. And it's OA, and I never would have thought that. First time I ever heard about it, I was in an AA meeting. That was my first 12-step experience years ago. And there was a woman in there from OA. And she introduced herself, and I thought, why is she here? And I realized it was because she's going through a similar 12-step program. But I think that's the first time God put that in front of me. And, of course, I didn't pay attention to it. And other things had to keep coming in front of me in order for me to pay attention to it. And then when I made the decision to sneak in, I did quietly 90 minutes or 90 meetings in 90 days. But this is how this works. It's like sometimes it comes in front of you and it has to several times over and over again before you're ready to receive the message because it is about um, attraction rather than promotion. And you can't put this in front of people with fervor expecting them to pick it up. And I, I feel really blessed because I had a great sponsor who knew how to take me through the right way, meaning for me. It, it worked for me. And it made me realize that he was the guide, but the journey was mine. And as I've moved into sponsoring, I'm seeing um, that sometimes people need to know that and understand that in order for us to take them through. But it's all, it's baby steps and it's us continuing to spread the message, to show up in this way, to be reinvigorated by these conversations and by the people we're guiding so that we can continue to carry the message and really look how far it's come. Like when you read this paragraph, they were looking for people. Now we're everywhere and we still have to continue to carry the message because like all of us, so many of us, I've tried it all. And this is the first time in my life I feel just released and free and now I know that I don't have to go back to a diet or go back to my um, willpower. It's not even in my hands. It's in God's hands. And knowing that and learning that and showing up here every morning and reading and doing the things I'm supposed to do it has been a revelation, and I just want to share that revelation with others. So thank you all so much for helping me through another day, and God bless, and have a good one. All right. Thank you for sharing. Um, next, we're going to open the floor back up. We have a little more time, so uh, who would like to share? This is Larry H. Nancy L. Donna G. Donna G. Charles H. Charles H. Karen K. All right, hold on. Charles H. Karen K. 
Let me, let me look at my time here. Um, yeah, I've still got time, I think, for a couple more. Six, four, 15 minutes. Five. Well, let's, let's do these. Uh, go ahead, uh, Larry, uh, take us away. Larry. Hey, Craig. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, thanks so much, Craig, uh, for your service, and thanks for all the, the beautiful shares. You know, from a, 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 in a historic perspective, I, I owe a great deal of gratitude to a bunch of doctors. There's a lot of doctors, some, some that you've heard of, some perhaps you haven't heard of. The only reason I've heard of them is I, I, over time I just I try to study this stuff, and I'm not, I don't have a great memory but I study it as best I can because I, I owe, there's a connecting these dots to the evolution of this spiritual program of action. I mean, we, we've heard of Dr. Young, you know, we, we've, with Roland Hazard, right? We, we know Dr. Silkworth, of course, hopefully, wrote the doctor's opinion. And we know Dr. Bob Smith, you know, we owe a lot. You know, do, do you know Dr. Tebow? You know, Harry Tebow, Dr. Collier was a psychiatrist, Dr. Kennedy, a neurologist, Tebow, Kennedy, Dr. Howard. There's, there's a bunch of doctors. For as many doctors as uh, even today in 2020 that are skeptical, um, and, and, and I understand, you know, you're taught in a, in a way that, that the spiritual realm, it, 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 it's, it's just it's, it's not very tangible, and it doesn't align with the Western medicine, but there were so many doctors that did, both psychiatrists, neurologists, uh, MDs, even today, that, that, that do um, support. They, they cannot, even the ones that maybe don't support the spiritual realm um, exactly, they, they compartmentalize. Um, and I get that, I understand. But, but there are doctors that they, what they can't refute, what they cannot refute is that people are getting well. You know, where does the judicial system send uh, these repeated alcoholic offenders? Um, they, they send them to AA meetings. You know, so there's something, there's something there that works. They might not be able to explain it. They might not, you know, you know suggest it for a family member perhaps, but they absolutely advocate. Uh, and we see more and more. And that's why I do believe that there is a renaissance with, with healthy meetings, whatever it is, Re rebirth, renaissance as, as a rebirth. Because, you know, we have a long period. When Harlan shared that about a renaissance, I really, I really understand what he means, that it's a rebirth, because we, we um, you know, we're, we're seeing people getting well, right? When I hear Jolene and other people getting well, my goodness, talk about repeatable evidence, people that have come for many years and all of a sudden they work this program of action. It's not necessarily the sponsor or the whoever. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's them being willing to work this program of action, and then their higher power of their own understanding brings them into alignment, and some sort of change occurs. And I see it in you guys. It's extraordinary to hear it in your voices, to see it. Um, so, so anyways, I, I, with that, I pass. I thank you so much, Craig, for your service. All right. Thanks, Larry. Um, next up, we're going to have Nancy L., Uh, good morning. This is Nancy L. in Georgia. Um, I read this, when we heard this paragraph, I thought, I get so dismayed when I go to my doctors and I try to 
to share what I'm doing by my 12 steps. And and they just kind of don't respond. They don't seem to understand. Um, so I shall keep trying. I won't quit that. Uh, but I wanted to... I wanted to kind of give a a shout out, I guess, for my higher power because I have finally achieved a healthy weight and I'm maintaining it and maintaining my abstinence. <clears throat> and I spoke to someone in the Atlanta inner group and and was telling them about our very small little group here that I attend face to face, and I said. He said, if you don't give it away, you can't keep it. I said, I have no one to give it away to. I don't, you know, I try to give it to the doctors to give them the information. I don't have a sponsor. And so I just started praying. God, I'm supposed to give this program away, but I have no one to give it to. And I want you to know within two weeks, I now have three little Sponsorees that have been calling me, and I've been able to share the program, and and they're all being successful. They call and say, "I have a good, I've had a good day," and and I just feel my the God of my understanding helped those three people to call Nancy L. For goodness sake, uh, but I think that's an answer to my step eleven that I'd pray every morning to have knowledge of God's will and then the power to carry that out. And um, my life is much richer because I'm able to talk to these three people about my recovery and share my experience, strength, and hope. So I thank, I thank God for that. I thank you, Greg, for your service this morning and everyone who's who shared. It's been a really good Good morning this morning. So with that, I pass. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Next we have Donna G. Donna? Hi, Craig. This is Donna G. Thank you for your service. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater recovered just for today. Um, And when I heard this paragraph, I was drawn to the stream of misery. Of course, I was drawn to the stream of misery, um, which flow through the institution. And, you know, my mind, that's just sort of how it works naturally, I think. Um, um, On default, it works that way. Um, But, you know, and I thought about the stream of misery that flows through so many things um, through our world today, through our country today. There's just there's a lot of misery. Um, but then what came to me as I was listening to the shares is um, uh, a quote I heard somewhere um, when I first started in program, and it was um, that the world cried out for a solution to alcoholism, and God gave the world alcoholism, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, gave the world AA. And um, And I don't know, that just really, that always just, me I don't remember where I read it but um, I think you know I think for me the lesson in this paragraph is that um, 
there is something. The friend did have something on the ball. There is a solution. There is an answer, right? A vision for you. That's where we're at. Um, and uh, that's where I chose to focus um, my attention and energy. And sometimes, you know, when I'm talking to people, who just, you know, especially I'm talking to someone now who's been in program a very long time who keep, you know, just kind of, it, they're in a quandary and they just don't understand what am I not getting, what am I not getting. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not God and I don't know the answers. But I sometimes think for me, for me, what it was, was, is, was uh, came to believe. I came to believe that no matter what I see, no matter how much, how big the stream of misery how, how um, big the damage, how many pounds, uh, you know, how much of my health down the drain, whatever, um, that, that there was a power who I choose to call God so much greater than me who could restore me to sanity. And, um, you know, there was a God who could take on alcoholism and uh, give the world Alcoholics Anonymous. And, um, you know, there there is a God who can... Um, provide for me something that makes me on the ball, <laughs> which is just amazing. And uh, I, I don't know. I think that for me just says it all. And, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Craig. All right. Thank you. All right. Next, we have Charles H. Charles? Thank you very much, teacher, for your service. It's very special. It's very beautiful. Um, Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh let me let me take a different slant, a first edition slant on this paragraph. I believe there's an ebb and flow with the patient and the doctor. Um, Dr. Silkwork, we all know of him, um, if we study his big book intensively. He, you know, he helped Bill W. Um, Bill W. actually helped uh, Dr. Silkwork as well. If you read the doctor's opinion, it says he, he, he realized and recognized the community spirit and the altruistic movement. He, so, so Bill W. helped him. And as we know, if you read um, the book, Not God, uh, Dr. Silkwork helped over 50,000 alcoholics. And then when Bill, he helped Bill W., Bill W. helped another doctor, Dr. Bob, who helped over 5,000 alcoholics. So it's the ebb and flow that happened ever since, you know, back then, 85 years ago, and it could still happen now. You know what, uh, 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 you know, my grandy, right, I love him so much. He said the, the, uh, the analogy about the, the seeds and the apple and the apples and the seeds. We don't know. You know, sometimes we just plant the seed. You know, I was on intergroup two and leaving things with the doctor. We don't know who's going to pick up the seed. We don't know when the seed is going to consecrate through the, through the cement. But, you know, Bill W. didn't know either. And guess what? Wow, he's probably like, in heaven, like, wow, smiling down at us, like, wow, this was the vision that I had. And a vision for you, the last chapter 11, bankruptcy, um, that was written in April 1939 before this book was formed. See, I ain't no historian, but I study the text. So uh, if you want to be a historian, study the text. And it also says, if you want to learn, teach this thing on a daily basis. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Charles. Next up, we have uh, Karen R. Karen? Hi. 
Hello, I'm uh, Karen Kay, and I'm a, a compulsive oh. eater. That's okay. Um, and my card is do not transfer, and I'm calling from Syracuse, New York. And um, my uh, sponsor from the other 12-step program, she's just, like, confused, because this is, like, the first time I'm really getting the uh, uh, big book. And I'm also very blessed that uh, I may not be the messenger for somebody. Um, there's people in my life that uh, see a change in me since I came into came back to OA on um, July 5th, and I can say I've been abstinent since July 5th. And I uh, even when I came on division for you, but they were not working the steps the way I'm used to working the steps. I was getting a little frustrated. So I give information to my doctors, and maybe someone else will come in, and one day it'll click. I had a, a doxy.com appointment with my nutritionist, and he was, like, writing down like crazy. So he was ready to hear then. Has he done anything? I don't know. I'll be meeting with him uh, next week, and it's just for today. You know, it's just it's just for today, and I have to deflate my ego to know that I may not be the messenger for that person, and I can pray for the still-suffering uh, compulsive eater because this is a divine program designed by God, and he found his agents through the big book. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. We have about two minutes' time for one short share. Does anybody want to take that time? How much time is it? About two minutes, you heard. I, may, may I take it and need a cherry? Anybody? I need a cherry. Oh, oh, I thought you said you didn't, you couldn't. What's your name again? Anita. <laughs> Excuse me, Anita J. Oh, Anita? hi, Anita. Okay. Oh, hi. I, that huh? tells me how long it's been. That opened my yeah. mouth more. Um, become a compulsive reader in Massachusetts. I just want to say about my doctor, my internist, um, has known me from the beginning of her practice. Now she's got a kid in medical school. So words and actions, you see. I Who, who was I until 2014 to tell her any advice because she saw a chronic relapser over, you know, chronic over and over. And um, so I had given her a pamphlet. I was on the inner group thinking that can make me abstinent. And, um, you know, she took it, she smiled. I thought she'd put it on a pile of stuff. But three years ago when I went and she's looking at the my record and she's going, uh, you know, you're doing well now. I mean, and it, then I referred her back. But um, the thing is, I guess the point I want to make in these two minutes is we can talk all we want, but it's it's action. And so she sees now that some, some actions changed in Anita. And so, you know, they say pray incessantly. If necessary, use words. This time I walked in, I did not start talking about about the program of recovery. She saw it in me, and I told her how it happened. And that's what that's the point I wanted to make is that 
that's the way to spread it. It's got your feet and your and your mouth. <laughs> All of that's got to match. Tall order if it's just me. Impossible if it's just me. But my higher power, that's nothing for him. If I just had let him. Can we all let him? That that took me 36 years to say, okay, I'll let you. What a difference. And uh, thank you so much, Craig, for your service and all the shares I passed. Okay, thank you, Anita. Great. All right. Um, Thanks to everybody that shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for the meeting that's just concluding is 14,837-14837 for today's date, which is June 19, uh, 2020. Um, We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Darlene H., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Yes, good morning. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. God bless you and keep you until then.